Welcome back to Leatherheads Footy. My name is Morgan. On this episode, Gold Coast Suns early 2023 preview and best 24 heading into next year. Before I get started, audio for these episodes is now available on Spotify at Leatherheads Footy. Like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Like and subscribe if you're listening on Spotify. But without further ado, let's get into it. Gold Coast Suns best 24. Starting in the back line, as I always do, Key posts, I think Gold Coast have got locked down and look really solid for the future. Sam Collins came across from Frio. He was mature age drafty at Frio, but couldn't lock down a spot in their team. Moved over to the Gold Coast and I think is one of the best key defenders in the game. A little bit undersized, but plays with tenacity, plays with commitment each week and locks down the big forwards from the opposition. 100 kilos, even though he's a little bit shorter, he's strong enough to out-wrestle those guys and just a fantastic player. Spoils, intercepts. Yeah, all-round, really, really awesome defender. And Charlie Ballard, I've got as the other guy. Ballard, probably a little bit more of an interceptor. Doesn't quite have the frame yet, but he's another guy who's a really, really good defender. And probably start to get a little bit more recognition as the Gold Coast improve. Um, and they get a bit more notoriety around the whole of the list rather than just the stars, which is what tends to happen with the out-of-state, out-of-mind teams. I've got Mac Andrew playing as the third tall interceptor at the moment. It's a position that they don't really have anyone who plays consistently, but Andrew came into the team uh, in his first year after being drafted in 2021, and he looked like he was really solid. He reads the ball really well, super agile, played probably as more of a ruckman, and I think he's the long-term replacement for Jared Witts, but uh, the list fit at the moment at the Suns and the fact that Wits is still going really strong and playing pretty much full-time as a Ruckman with Chol chopping out a little bit means that Andrew will play that third tall defender while he develops, puts on size, just learns the pace and the rigours of AFL footy. Uh, then we get to the smalls. This is an area of the Gold Coast list that's been decimated by injuries. Uh, about halfway through the year, around June, July, three guys who basically play the same role I'm laughing because it's it's just horribly ironic. All went down with injury. Um, Lockie Weller, Connor Buderick, and Will Powell. Guys that all provide run, but also lockdown. Buderick, probably more of a lockdown guy on the smaller forwards, but Powell and Weller in particular, really nice kicks. Powell was courageous in the air, can take a good mark. A lot of people were expecting him to break out this year and really become an elite player in the competition, but yeah, he didn't... He, stagnated a little bit and then that horrible leg injury which a few of you probably saw means that his return is unknown whereas Buderick and Weller they've both done ACLs and halfway through the year so they'll I think they'll struggle to play any footy next year um, given the normal time frame on an ACL it depends how the Suns are going and how they're going in their recovery maybe they could sneak a couple of late games but as we saw with James Sicily Sometimes it's prudent to let those guys miss the whole season, get a full preseason, then unencumbered by that injury, and then attack the season after that without any worries, instead of trying to rush them back to play games that might not mean anything. So those injuries have meant the Suns are really struggling for smaller defenders, running defenders, rebounding defenders. They've brought in Ben Long from the Saints, I think because of those injuries and because he brings that hard edge that I think they might be lacking in that small defender position. He comes straight into that team. As I mentioned, just really tough. Uh, he's perhaps not the most skillful player, but he just impacts the contest and he sets that tone, which I think is really important. 
he can kick the ball pretty well um, and offer a little bit of rebound. But I think he's just in there to provide that harder edge in the back line. Sean Lemons, he's more of a lockdown type guy. Started off as a forward, but I think he's found his pay, uh, place in the back line. Yeah, nothing spectacular, just locks down on a dangerous forward from the opposition. And Ellis, I've got playing that run and carry role of halfback. As I mentioned, those guys go out of the team. Ellis started off on the wing, was racking up big numbers at points uh, during the year, but he moved towards defense. And now I think he's just going to be relied upon, along with Swallow, who I've got playing a little bit of a backline role, will still play a little bit through the midfield. But between Ellis and Swallow, they'll provide that run and carry out of defense. Not necessarily quick players, but they can be trusted with ball in hand with their experience. Ellis knows how to win uncontested footy. He's done that for the whole of his career. And I think he will be the main guy coming out of defense who will distribute because, as I mentioned, they're missing that guy. Um, Swallow, once again, just a reliable guy. They, they don't want to be leaking easy goals to small forwards, which I think there's danger of with the inexperience and the disrupted nature of their back line. So Swallow comes in, just plays a little bit of an accountable role, and some leadership in that back line as Ellis will. And then Farah I've got as the eighth defender. Yeah, pretty tall, so he can take a mark, but he's he's got really good pace, and I like that. Adds something a little bit different, and um, hopefully can yeah bring a little bit more rebound, which, as I mentioned a couple of times now, the, this side is going to be lacking. Moving into the midfield, I think the midfield looks like it's going to be really strong for a long period of time now. With the players that they've got in, the players that are recommitting, uh, it looks like they're building something really good up at the Gold Coast, and as we know, most teams build from a really strong Midfield of high draft picks, that's how you win premierships. That, and you need really good key position players, which I think the Suns have got. But Tuke Miller, Matt Rowell, Noel Anderson, they're going to be the midfield for at least the next five years. Rowell and Anderson, probably the next 10 years. You've got a fantastic mix in here. This is what I really like. Rowell is your real in and under ball. He's the guy that doesn't really worry about outside footy, but he tackles and he wins contested ball and he gets clearances. That's what he's in the team to do. He won't do anything else, but he does that really, really well. Super strong. For a guy as young as he is, his ability to break tackles, but more importantly, to brace for contact, take contact when he's got the ball and still get an effective handball out. That's elite, and that's what he's in the team to do. Tuke Miller gets spoken about a lot. His hard running is fantastic. He's that real inside-outside mix. Starting to get tagged, but his work rate is second to none in the AFL. He can win those contested balls inside. He can get clearances. The way he moves through the uh, stoppage, he can win a lot of ball getting good service from Jared Witz's hitouts. but um, he can also yeah run and carry on the outside, link up, get to space. I like that. And Anderson, he's that X-factor midfielder that I talk about, the guy that can get out the front of the stoppage, the guy that can kick goals from the midfield, good sidestep, fantastic mix of inside and out. And I think next year we'll really start to see the best of Noah Anderson and he'll you know, start being one of those guys that is consistently in the best players on the ground and starting to get up there in Brownlow voting. Uh, as for the outside midfielders, I've got Jeremy Sharp and Elijah Hollands as the wingers. I think they're going to lock down that wing role with Ellis pushing into the back line. Hollands in particular, we saw glimpses of towards the end of the year, really high draft pick with lots of promise coming into the year, ACL. So we didn't see him in his first year and only saw him towards the end of his second year. But I think he's got heaps of ability um, as an outside player, but potentially moving forward as an inside player, maybe playing that hybrid half-forward role. He can kick a goal. We've seen that already. He loves kicking a goal. He's just fantastically skillful, can kick the ball on both feet. He's, um, yeah, dynamic, sidestep, can take a mark overhead and, yeah, like really natural 
goal sense as well. So I love that from him, but I think he'll start off as an outside player because he's got a really good endurance base and um, he's got good skills, so he can link up really good finding uncontested footy on the outside. Jeremy Sharp, similar, probably doesn't have the sort of X-factor traits of Holland. He doesn't have that same goal-scoring ability, but he can run all day. That's basically his one word is his ability to run. And he kicks the ball pretty well too. He, yeah, he was a, a guy last season who looked like he was ready to explode, played really well in one of the trial games, practice matches. Um, and then, yeah, there was talk of him going back to Fremantle. Those rumours were shut down. He's staying at the Suns. And I think that wing's his if he can put in another really strong preseason, another guy that can just link up, run and carry all day on the outside. And, and I like that. Flanders is a guy who finished the VFL season on fire. AFL Fantasy guys, he scored 150, 150, and 150 to in his last three games to finish the final series for the Gold Coast Suns. So he's a guy that's really coming into some form. I think he was pick 11 in the 2019 draft, so same draft as Real and Anderson. Gold Coast traded out a future first, I think, to get up to that 11 and take him. So they obviously rate him. He was a guy that divided recruiters. I think people had him sort of as low as 20. Some guys had, had him comfortably inside the top 10. But... I think he's a, a good player moving forward and a guy that at very worst will provide midfield cover, playing a little bit of wing, a little bit inside, as will Braden Fiorini. I potentially thought about putting in Alex Davies, who's a draftee from about two years back, uh, came through the Gold Coast Suns Academy, but I just went for the experience of Fiorini. I think playing on that wing, if anything, if nothing else, I mean, he can win outside ball. He's shown that he can win heaps of the footy and he, he's composed by foot. He doesn't do anything special, but he doesn't, he doesn't make terrible mistakes. He'll just take that easy option all of the time and hopefully can provide a little bit around the contest if that's what is asked of him. But between the two of them, I think that they'll they'll cover like one a wing and one a little bit of an inside role moving forward. Finally, with the forwards, the key forwards and Gold Coast fans will be crying out for the return of the King. Ben King sat out the whole of last year with an ACL injury in the preseason and he was just tracking towards absolute superstardom before he went down. We've seen with Max, it, if he straightened up his goal kicking, he he potentially wins at Coleman last year. And he, yeah, it's kind of weird looking at it now, a little bit ironic. Both of the Kings have now done an ACL. It's almost inevitable when you're as big as they are, 202-ish centimetres, jumping at the footy constantly at training, always getting bumped or in that contested situation. They're going to land and they're going to land awkwardly occasionally before they've built up that real strength through their legs and their knees. Now they've both done an ACL. Um, ben actually was a defender. So Max was drafted as a forward. Ben King was drafted as a defender and ended up playing forward at the Suns, as we've seen, and was more than capable. He, he looks like a star, as I mentioned, and it'll just be interesting to see how he comes back, maybe a little bit rusty, particularly playing key forward, getting the best defender each week. It'll be interesting to see how he comes along, but definitely, if not this year, next year, he'll be right up there in contention for the Coleman if Gold Coast continue tracking as they are. And Mabio Chol, real surprise packet, came across from Richmond. Obviously, good players at Richmond, given their dynasty. They've got good guys who weren't able to get into that team, but he was fantastic. Kicked almost 50 goals, uh, really dynamic at ground level. Kicks the ball beautifully too. Yeah, just a smooth, smooth operator. At 200 centimetres tall, he's a tough matchup, and then he can jump in the ruck and use his athleticism around there. So I, I think him and King are a fantastic one-two punch-up forward, maybe lacking a little bit of a third tall. That's where I've got Lukosius in there. Jew seems, Stuart Jew, that is Gold Coast coach, seems set on playing Lukosius forward. I'm, 
it's tough because he's the best kick in the team. He's close to the best kick in the AFL. And he was getting a lot of those easy, uncontested balls when he was playing back, taking all of the kick-ins. He showcased that he would pinpoint kicks over 60 metres, but perhaps not as damaging. Whereas now in the forward line, he doesn't get nearly as much of the ball. He gets maybe 10, 15 touches a game, but he gets really high score involvement. So he's, he's averaging about six score involvements per game from about 12 disposals, which is really good. And I think the more he learns that position, the one knock on his game I've got is he's not he's not strong in the air at all for a 195 guy. Still very skinny, but yeah, he, he plays like a small. Um, so if that that's an area of his game, I think he could improve. But if not, it's just getting involved, really pushing up the ground, getting involved in link play, because when he's got the ball in his hands, Gold Coast are a much better team. Then we get to the smalls. Um, I'll start with Joel Jeffrey, actually. I've got him on the bench, but he's a guy who can provide that overhead marking and ground level play. So he's that hybrid forward that is really valuable. He's agile, but he's just got fantastic touch and gold scent, uh, goal sense, gold sense, gold coast. Yeah, a little bit of a pun there. Um, kick five against the Bulldogs from memory. Really, really good player. I, yeah, I think I think he's a, a super talent and he'll be a great player for the Suns going forward. As I mentioned, can take a high overhead mark, but can also crumb at ground level and just a natural footballer. Ben Ainsworth, I've got him as the guy sort of pushing up the ground. He, he plays that link role really well, takes lots of marks, sort of pushing up to half forward, up to the wing, and then he kicks the ball, yeah, well. As well, he's strong. Probably haven't seen the best of him. He was a very high draft pick. I think he was pick four or five back in 2016. So we haven't seen the best of him yet, but he's he's been a slow build. And with Rankin out of the team, he takes on a lot more responsibility. He's going to have to be that chief sort of small forward goal kicker and um, architect at ground level that the Gold Coast Suns will be crying out for now that Rankin has gone to the Crows. Holman, pure pressure player, fantastic. I think he's almost a spiritual leader of the Suns. He's always getting them up and about, lays big tackles, just plays with 110% energy all the time. And that's what, what you absolutely love as a fo- uh, like in that small forward position. Just guys that give it their all, tackle, hunt with intensity, and that's exactly what he does. And I think that's what Tom Berry will come in and do as well. Two guys that probably, they won't be rated on their goal kicking internally. They'll be rated on their ability to bring pressure and hold the ball inside forward 50. Berry coming across from the Lions. He, I've watched him at a couple of practice games for the Lions, and he just looks like he plays with a lot of intensity and competitiveness, sort of gets involved in the push and shove, even with his own teammates. So you, yeah, you love to see that energy and that, that competitive nature come out. I think he'll he'll bring that with some forward pressure. And lastly, I've got Sexton. I think with in the case of the Gold Coast replacing um, Isaac Rankin, they can't really because he's such a talented player, but they can sort of replace him with two guys. I've got Barry sort of bringing that pressure and then Sexton hopefully bringing that finishing. Not sure he's so good defensively, but he can kick a goal. He knows where they are, maybe a little bit goal hungry occasionally, but... Yeah, he, he can kick a bag and hopefully he can bring that, maybe round out the defensive side of his game. But yeah, impact the scoreboard, which the Suns will need. Overall, I think there's still a few gaps in the team. When when you've got guys like Powell and um, Weller, Buderick back in the team and they're playing at full strength, I think they'll be really competitive. But at the moment, it's just not quite there. It'll be interesting to see, obviously, if they bring that competitiveness They'll be able to yeah get, take it up to most teams, but maybe a, yeah a little bit 
stop gappy at the moment. A few guys playing out of position, King coming back from that ACL. Be very, very interesting to see how the Suns go after showing so much promise last year. But I think a team that everyone would love to see do well. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Goodbye for now.